Hi everyone, this is Chaplain Jeremy Salido, and I'm stationed at Naval Support Activity South Potomac, and this is Stepping Off the Brow, a show for sailors and military-connected civilians where we look at life's issues on both sides of the ship's brow. So whether you are stepping off the brow to come to work, stepping off the brow to come home, or you're waiting for someone to step off the brow to come home to you, this show is for you. More importantly, during this time of COVID-19 and all the things about being in the Navy life, we want to introduce you to people and their stories that can give you strength for today and a bright hope for tomorrow. Today, we have the second half of our interview with Lieutenant Stephanie Lash, a Naval Flight Officer from BAW-121 stationed at Naval Station Norfolk, and uh, Lieutenant Mike Lazowski, a Hilo pilot stationed with HSC-2, also out of Naval Station Norfolk. They're a dual military couple expecting their first child, and today they're going to talk about homecoming and the challenges of reintegration and what family life looks like on the other side of the deployment. Uh, we have a short segment called Off the Cuff. Christina, uh, could you describe what Off the Cuff is for us? Chaplain Salito and his ultimate dad humor is going to share with a little wisdom off the cuff. I'm sorry. Take it away, chaps. All right. So uh, a British zoo recently uh, got some new friends, and these friends were a bad influence on each other. I don't know if you've ever heard of these friends. Uh, it's uh, Eric Jade, Elsie Tyson, and Billy. <laughs> And they are five African gray parrots. Have you heard the story recently? It's it's great. And so, you know, they, they came from five different homes when they were uh, donated to. You know, they, you know, when they donated, they came from five different homes, and they had to get quarantined and rommed before they could go to the general public. And so they were rommed together. But then, when they were put out into the general populace, we'll say it got to be on display. Um, well, Steve Nichols, the executive. Uh, chief for the zoo said it just went ballistic they were all swearing we were all a little concerned about the children he said uh and so i guess they taught each other their favorite curse words and so i kind of likened it to when i was in florida and i was uh nine uh and all my puerto rican friends wanted to teach me like the only spanish they thought i needed to know and that was all their curse words so that's what happened. Uh, the parrots have since been pulled from uh, public display as they learn in solitary confinement uh, better words. There you go. And that's our off-the-cuff segment today, Christina. Like a nine-year-old learning uh, Puerto Rican Spanish. Flipping ahead maybe to February when we all come home and now we're in COVID and now you have lots of time together. <laughs> How have you guys kind of helped that balance of the fact that you spent so much time apart and now you're getting to spend a lot of time together? Um, how has that transition gone and how have you kind of helped to sort of reestablish that connection and keep your marriage strong in the midst of all of those changes? I'd say definitely we keep falling back on communication, but that could also be like, I need a little bit of me time. like. Hey, I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to be gone for 30 minutes. And then that's kind of like your own time. Um, she likes going for bike rides. So like we do like doing stuff together, but like, you know, like I'm just going to go for a walk around the block just to kind of like 
just relax and kind of go by myself. And like, okay, yeah, it's fine. Like, can I do anything? Like, no, no, I'm fine. I just, I just kind of want to just a little bit of me time. All right. It is interesting to go from not seeing each other at all and right kind of into COVID. But at the same time, um, it's a little bit different dynamic because we found out that I was pregnant. So not only it, it's a lot of him taking care of me kind of instead of like a 50, 50, which is what we're used to. Um, but that's just how it goes. So she's getting a lot of rice and beans, <laughs> but I'm not complaining. Cause I'm not the one I've eaten at your house before. I know she's not just getting rice and beans. <laughs> <laughs> now I, you, you just said how, you, there's a 50-50 and you kind of feel bad that it's not exactly 50-50 right now. Um, and I've heard some say, especially uh, like authors would say, it's never 50-50. It's, it's actually, you're both 100%. What do you think is uh, about that when, when, when I say that? Like, oh no, you're actually all in, actually. My gut reaction is that we're never, you're never 100% all the time. You know, like we, mm. we live a pretty stress, we live in a stressful environment, not just the military, but aviation in general. So it's not possible for both of us to be a hundred percent. You know, we, we do what we can to, and we are you know, fully committed to mm. our marriage and our relationship, but we understand that maybe, you know, Mike had a stressful flight last night and he needs some space or. For example, I'm pregnant and I'm not feeling well and Mike takes the dog for a walk or whatever. I don't, but we together, you know, we, it, we make it work because we communicate and we enjoy being in each other's company. But I don't think that it's possible and nor do either of us expect that we're always giving 100% or even able to because sometimes life happens or you know, if one of us is sick, the other one is able to kind of compensate or, you know, what's, you know, continue on basically, because it's just, so, I think giving a hundred percent all the time isn't healthy. We need right. time to rejuvenate and relax. And it could be something as yeah. easy as like, we both come home at the end of the day, like we were planning on making some dinner together and you're like, you realize you're like, you know what? I, I just don't want to do anything to you. Not really. You just want to order some takeout. And then that, that just becomes like, that is okay. We're not a hundred percent. Now we're dropping back to maybe like 80%. We order some food and we just kind of hang out and watch a movie and just relax and get ourselves back towards that hundred percent. The rugs So sometimes one of you is because you're not, full what we'll say full up uh the other person has to surge we'll say um do you have to do you just assume like do, do you do you read each other and go okay i know this is what she needs this is what he needs or do you have y'all kind of mm, learn to kind of really explicitly communicate those things uh, i'd say kind of a combination we're both like i said earlier we're both pretty independent um so if sometimes i you know, if, if I'm upset, Mike can tell that I'm upset. And he asks, are you okay? And I'll just kind of be like, I just need time or I need space. Um, and, you know, sometimes we're, he knows that I'm holding back. 
and he's he, he's realizing that uh and he keep, he keeps asking but we've kind of developed like a no they really just don't want to talk about it right now or maybe i need to keep probing be like no like what's really wrong like keep asking but i'd say that's i mean that's not like a perfect skill and you know we we've been married for five years but we're still learning a lot about each other so that's not something that we can always rely on is that perfect communication um and sometimes like for example when you just come home from deployment it's kind of nerve-wracking so like well we've been married for a while but you know you're still kind of coming back to someone that maybe you haven't seen for seven or eight months and you both grow apart a little bit which is okay i mean you can't expect life to be stagnant while you're gone mm. but you have to then kind of relearn um each other and kind of catch up as the other people as you know your spouse has grown in different ways you kind of have to catch up and learn um and that's that's an evolving process and i, I don't i would i would say i'd never be confident in saying that i'm like 100 good at reading mike or his moods or you know like what he wants but we get better at communicating by like you said being more explicit saying i just need space or you know learning when the other person really just wants space or they you know maybe you should keep asking what's wrong or if they need something i think it's great you pointed out something that we all recognize and sometimes we see as a bad thing and that is that we change over deployments but I guess that's actually could be a good thing is hope, hopefully we're growing and developing yeah. and not the same person as we were. Um, and so I guess, but it sounds like you guys see that as, as a, as a positive. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. No one's ever going to stay exactly the same. So you, you take the good uh, that happens over, we'll say like the bad of like a 10 month deployment and knowing what you've been through is going to make you a better person. You guys, uh, I really appreciated your like honesty with everything. Um, you know, it's it's always a struggle when you come back from deployment, especially with uh, you know changes and everything else like that. But I know that you guys just—it's not just you and uh, Stephanie or Mike and Stephanie. It's it's also the larger uh, question of you know the whole entire household. So you have Yuri, Charlie, and Lottie. So the the more important question is, who's your favorite pet? <laughs> I mean, are you going to ask Chaplain Salida whose favorite kid is? <laughs> I mean, I will, but. <laughs> you can't choose a favorite. Yeah, Chuck. Yeah. Chuck. 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 <laughs> That's So the sweet would be this time Lottie. <laughs> so Christina, do we have a question for Lottie? Well, we oh to... yeah, but first we yeah, probably we, we must rouse Lottie from yeah. her slumber. Was she snoring earlier? Because I thought I could hear her. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh come on you! Oh, <laughs> yeah, when I haul her up and down the stairs, she's she's bent. a choker. Yeah, that might not. It's a little little tight. <laughs> Are you wrestling this dog? Give me some Holy cow. <laughs> oh, Lottie. That's a beast. Okay, Lottie. So here's the question. 
Okay. okay. Who's your favorite squadron? I'm the CAG-7 morale dog. I love all the squadrons equally. So we asked Lottie what her favorite squadron is. So what's Lieutenant Dan's least favorite squadron? Least oh. favorite squadron. Ooh. <laughs> no comment. Well, thanks, Lieutenant Dan, for your insight on that. That's all the time we have for today. We'd like to thank Lieutenant Stephanie Lash and Lieutenant Mike Lazowski for their time in interviewing. And we'd also like to extend a special, very, very warm thank you to Lottie, the CAG-7 morale dog, her opinions on um, her favorite squadrons. That's all the time we have for Stepping Off the Brow. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Our theme music is the song Josie O by Jamie Stone. The sweet and sour segment music was Baby Owls Dancing by Evita Peso. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or guests and not the United States Navy. You can subscribe to Stepping Off the Brow wherever you find your favorite podcast. And of course, please feel free to share this with your shipmates, friends, or family. See you next week.